welcome back to the EA Sports Pod. And the Heat almost made history for being bad, but they dominated the Celtics in Game 7. And it wasn't even close. Yeah, so out of 150 now um, teams that have led 3-0 in the NBA playoffs, now all 150 have won. The Celtics were down 3-0. They won three games in a row to force a game seven, and then they laid an egg, completely yeah. getting trashed. Brandon got excited that he was about to maybe have a chance to win the picks, and then his dreams got dashed right before his eyes. Well, as I was listening to the game, I uh, just realized that the Heat, they're way more deserving than the Celtics to win this series. Like, the Celtics, they're the better team on paper. They can't say they're way more deserving because the Heat kind of were bad for giving up three in a row, too. Well, it's not like they're way more deserving. At least in game six, I feel like the Heat, like the Celtics, they led in kind of were went were dominating the game most of the game, and then the Heat down the stretch they led. Uh, just a really nice play by Derek White crashing the boards in Game Six to make a tip buzzer beater. That's the only reason that the Celtics win that Game Six. They didn't. They shot twenty percent from three that game. They didn't play that well. They the Heat just also struggled. Um, and then Game Seven the Heat really showed out and the Celtics. Were horrible. Well, it's also the Heat been doing that like the whole playoffs. Like, come around the fourth quarter, like several times against the Bucks, they'd be down. Fourth quarter comes around, they just come back and beat them. Like, they weren't going away, no matter like, like they're tougher than like basically yeah, every I'm, other team. I feel like a lot of it is their toughness. A lot of it also is coaching. They have a great coach and Heat culture. Yeah, Heat culture is actually a thing. Um, and they just played really well in the last few minutes of games. You see they're trying to get culture trademarked. I thought... To put on shirts. Uh, I don't know if I saw that. I saw Jimmy Butler, he's trying to get Hemi Buckets trademarked, which is kind of funny. Anyway, the really, uh, the thing for this series, um, I think was definitely three-point shooting. Um... Uh, in this series, the Celtics shot about 40% from three uh, in games that they won. Um, besides game six, which they, I, I said earlier, they shot 20%. Um, and then they shot about 25% in games that they lost. So a lot of the, um, I feel like a lot of what dictated the series was their three, specifically the Celtics three-point shooting. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's kind of basic math. If a team shoots better from three, they're going to... Most likely win. I know, but it doesn't. It didn't really matter what the good. Heat did. It mattered how the Celtics shot from three. Yeah, and they just couldn't. Celtics seemed like they just couldn't get anything like consistently going. Yeah, they scored eighty four points in a in a game seven. Uh, honestly, they looked like the Seventy Sixers um, from the previous series in their yeah. game seven. They it's just all... horrible offensive game. Yeah. It's... Jason Tatum did get injured. He rolled his ankle um, in Game 7, and he was playing injured, and then Jalen Brown just didn't show up. Yeah, you could Caleb s- Martin was a big part of this series. He outperformed Jalen Brown. who He shouldn't really be doing that, but he did throughout the series. Yeah, uh, he didn't win Eastern Conference uh, Finals MVP, but 
I feel like he might have been a little bit more deserving than Jimmy Butler. Or maybe not more deserving, but he could have. He also could be. He could have been the guy to win that uh, award. Uh, and then as you were saying, Jason Tatum, he on the very first play of the game seven, uh, he jumped up for a shot. He landed on, I don't remember who it was. I think maybe it was Jimmy Butler's ankle and rolled it. And you could just see throughout the game that he wasn't running the same way. Uh, he only had 14 points. He just wasn't the same guy. Man, for to be honest, it probably wouldn't matter. I don't think he was going to show up. Well, I mean, he, he showed show. up against the 76ers in games. So. Yeah, but now he's actually playing a team that's tough. The Sixers were weak the whole time. Well, he had 14 points. He had 11 rebounds. Um, I mean, a double-double with that much in Game 7 for your star player. That's just especially not, not what you want to see. I agree with you. I don't know if the outcome would have been too much different if he wouldn't have rolled his ankle, but... That's always something we can, we'll, we'll wonder about. Um, and then I think even if the Celtics would have won the series, I think they're just too inconsistent to win a final at this point. Yeah. Because we saw against the Hawks, they let the Hawks come onto their court in Game Five in the first round of the playoffs. The Hawks beat them. Um, we saw them against the Seventy Sixers. It took them seven games to win, and. A good stretch in Game 6 at the end of the game to even force a Game 7. And they lost Game 1 without Embiid even playing. And yeah. they basically just They're squandered too a chance to take control of the series in Game 5, losing at home. They they lost too many times at home. I know. Um, impressive. It's still impressive that they went all the way to the Eastern Conference Finals and made a Game 7 with a first-year head coach. Uh, after the Emei Udoka scandal, obviously. Um, but I think that uh, with Emei, you, you, do you think with Emei Udoka that the Celtics might have won this series? Or Probably definitely help happen? having a more experience. I mean, it would just be one more year, but that's... Joe Mazzola made several mistakes throughout this, not even just this series, but throughout the playoffs where it just, like, or questioning like exactly what he's doing, and then you obviously he's going up against a, a lot better coach, more experienced, Eric Spolstra. So obviously that's going to make him look worse than he is. But he also yeah, got, I, made some questionable decisions. He barely would call timeouts. I think he'll learn with time, uh, but maybe the Celtics would have been better off at this point hiring a uh, more. Um, a more wow well, experienced coach. Yes, experienced coach because of all the talent that they have around them. Yeah, well, maybe if Brad Stevens also, if he's been there the whole time, you never know. But mm-hmm. he's now in the front office. But Joe Mazzola is returning. They've announced that he's returning next year. So. Yeah, I agree. We just they just need to give him time. Uh, but it might be too much time. And there's also the problem with the like Jalen Brown's a. Uh, can get a super max, so if you have two players on big contracts, that's that's gonna take up like most of their space, especially with the new CBA rules, where you can, like the penalty for being above the tax and like all that things is just like even worse. Yeah, um, and honestly, Jalen Brown, 
he disappointed this playoffs. Not even just this series. He didn't have a great playoffs in general. Yeah. So it's it's going to be interesting to see what they do moving forward. But if not, who knows if he, he even wants to be in Boston or something. You never, like, he may want to just have his team where he's the guy. Because he always is disrespected, it seems like, in Boston. Yeah, and I mean, maybe I'm not remembering this right, but I think he said that he wanted to stay in Boston. And a lot of times players are just saying that because they want to seem like something to the fans. Yeah, they, um, you never know. Like just because he said that doesn't mean it's true. Especially since he also probably wants a super max contract. He probably is like yeah, he could go to. He's still a decently young player. He could go to a rebuilding franchise, be the guy, yeah. and then like for example, um, the Rockets. The Rockets. Spurs. Yeah, the Spurs. Except he probably won't even be the guy. For the Spurs, if Wembenyama develops for at least the first year, he'll be I mean, the yeah. guy. Yeah, and who knows what's going to happen with those teams? Lots of Pistons, teams are looking to the Rockets in free agency. It seems like because the Rockets do have a lot of young talent. James Harden. Yeah, that's specifically. See, you thought that there was no chance that he'd go there. Now there's more speculation. Uh-huh. It's just, is James Harden going to want to go to the Rockets with? Just a few years left in his career. Never know. Maybe he believes. I think they should get him. I think they should just draft all the tops. Okay, but that's completely not even what we're talking about right now. So. <laughs> Whatever. All right. Um, the I just want to point out one more thing. The three point shooting in Game Seven. Miami shot fifty percent from three. Boston shot twenty one point four percent from three. And Boston shot. Just a second. Boston shot... Oh, I was trying to see how much three-point shots Boston 42. 42? Yeah, they shot 42 and only made nine. Oh, yeah. That's what I was looking for. They shot 14 more than the Heat and were not even close to as efficient as the Yeah, if you're shooting 42 three-point shots... Um, and their offensive rebounding was, they had 10 offensive rebounds. So that's giving up a lot of possessions if you're not making at least a third of those three-point shots, and they only made a fifth. Yeah. It's, but it's like so many teams rely on the three-pointer, and then when like comes to elimination games, if you're not making them, then you're doomed. That's why it seems the teams that aren't built solely on the three-point shot do better. Yeah, and the Heat, they are a, a three-point shooting team, but they're able to get in the paint. Uh, Jimmy Butler, um, Caleb Martin, both of those guys are are good um, uh, jumper shooters. They're jump, sh- jump shot shooters. Jump shooter. I'm I'm forgetting my words today. I I'm struggling. Uh, anyway. The Heat, they don't just rely on three-point shot, even though they can shoot it well. Um, yeah, but they also um, they play defense well, and that's like a lot of teams. seems like the Celtics kind of have lost that. Like, they had the talent to play really good defense. It seems like they've just not – they focus too much on, like, getting soft offensive, like just shooting threes and just, like, not getting to, like, the easiest parts of the game. Like, I don't know. Yeah. Makes sense. Like another guy that just 
um, kind of showed out in this series that hadn't even been playing, Haywood Highsmith. Um, in Game Seven, he had he had he had eighteen points. Um, in wait, I'm not uh, sorry, I'm not looking at Game Seven. Um, but Haywood Haywood Highsmith. The, the game I was thinking of was Game One in the NBA Finals. He had eighteen points against the Nuggets. Um, but he had he played really well in the series against the Celtics. I started running, like, early, and people, like, I heard announcers, like, he's definitely one of those guys that's going to get minutes come the time for a game seven or something like that. And then he actually progressively got more minutes. Cause he, was, he played good when he ever got his first shot, like, earlier yeah, in the season. It was surprising. Uh, just whenever he played in the playoffs, he, like, I don't think he had, he ever had, like, a bad showing. Like, he was really good defensively, and he was able to find his spots on the floor as well. All right. Uh, should we go on to the other conference finals that yeah. ended about eleven days ago? The yeah, Nuggets, pretty boring one. versus the Lakers. Um, the, the Nuggets won this series in just four games. The Lakers, even though it was a close, even though each game was close, the Nuggets were able to find a way to win every time. It just seems like they were more clutch, and like seemed like LeBron didn't show up enough. Yeah, after watch after watching the first game, uh, where the Lakers lost to the Nuggets one hundred twenty six to one hundred thirty two, the Lakers they made a spurt in the fourth quarter. They made it really close. Ended up losing by six points still. But I was saying to no one, I was like, man, this is going to be a great series. The Nuggets. No, I told you it wasn't. The 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 Lakers were able to make a spurt. Then that's a great sign. Uh, that they lost the next three games. Um, the, each game I felt like the Lakers had their moments, the Nuggets had their moments. Yeah. But the Nuggets LeBron were always didn't able make to out It's there. like first three-point shot in the fourth quarter until like, like in the whole playoffs until like game three or something like that. Like, wow. and he got help, like Austin Reeves had a good series. Uh, Rui Hachimura also had a good series. AD was inconsistent like always, but. He had some good games. I mean, he had good games, but then he also had some, like, no-shows. Yeah, for example, game one, he had 40 points. Game three, he had 28 points, and both of those were consistent. Game two. Those was, of those were efficient games. Yeah, but game two, he didn't play good. Obviously. Yeah. It just seemed like the Nuggets had everything that you needed to, like, stop. Like, we were talking about before, the defenders they had, like, Aaron Gordon had, was great defensively, and then... Underrated defender Michael Porter Jr. and then you also have the, like Christian Brown that would can do stuff. In. Yeah, the Nuggets um, have multiple good two way defense, two way players. KCP. So it's they have a recipe for success. And that's like the Lakers never don't didn't really have that many of those pieces. And if they do, they don't have a like they can't really add much offensive. Like Jared Vanderbilt, like he's a good defender, but he's not. He's basically a liability. He, well, he is a liability on offense. People just leave him open for wide open three pointers, and he still miss. <laughs> yeah, uh, the Lakers. The one thing they did do really well in the series was turn over the ball. Um, <laughs> said a good wait, thing. Not turn over the ball. Sorry. The Lakers didn't turn. Over they the actually ball. didn't turn over the ball. Their worst game was Game Three, where they had twelve turnovers. But other than that, they had six turnovers. Uh, actually, they had twelve in Game Two as well. 
but the Denver Nuggets had 17 in that game. And then they only had seven turnovers game one. Um, they did a much better job of turning over than the the Nuggets. Um, but the real but they got out rebounded by twenty two rebounds. So that's twenty I don't know, twenty two extra possessions for the well actually no, it's not twenty two extra possessions for the Nuggets. But tw- way more opportunities for the Nuggets yeah. on the class. We're talking about how um, the Lakers would have more of a chance that they're able to get past the burner defense that the Nuggets had when we previewed the series, and they couldn't really like do much. Like Jokic isn't a great rim presence, but they never were able to really like dominate at the rim. You could see by like the rebounding, it's not like they ever really were that aggressive on the boards compared to the Nuggets. It just seemed like the Nuggets wanted it more, and they're now knocking. They're getting even closer to their three being able to wins win their away first from yeah yeah first franchise history. All right, um, Nikola Jokic, he shined in this series. He had two triple doubles uh, in maybe the two most important games in the series. Game one, which sets the tone, and then game four, which was a closeout game. He had two triple doubles, and now um, including. Game one of the NBA Finals, he has nine triple-doubles, which is the record uh, for any player in one playoff um, it's probably very run. Huh? You, you say he's tied for it? No, he has the record. Oh. Well, Chamberlain is second with seven. So, Nicole Jokic now yeah, he's probably gonna holds the record. probably going to put up like at least one or two more, if not three, depending on how long the series goes with the Heat. Yeah, Jokic, he's just... So great at finding open guys. Like, you don't see that as much. You actually barely ever see a center who has, even ever has 10 assists. Like, oh, yeah, there's like no other center in the league that's, yeah, that's even on its count. Yeah, I can't think of a single center that consistently puts up even like five or six assists a game. So, like, Embiid is not a passing center as much. He's just dominant, dominant, like. But yeah, Jokic is all around. The funny thing about it too is that he doesn't look like the most athletic person, but he's probably the he best. He isn't basketball. actually the athlete. Well, he isn't, athletic. but he doesn't look at all like if you just saw him on the street, you would be like, obviously he's tall, but besides that, he doesn't look like he'd be the best basketball player in the world right now, which he is. He probably is. Yeah, um, he is a little. I don't want to say he's a liability on defense, um, but he can definitely improve on defense. That's yeah, but that's where he needs to improve. Um, but his offensive talents just completely overweighs that. Yeah, and they have a team built around him with defenders where the his presence defensively isn't as much of a. Like, it, it's more of he just goes for he, it's he, not he like gets that rebounds. As as. Yeah, um, the Lakers. Going back to the Lakers, they actually played. Pretty well offensively, LeBron and Anthony Davis. They both recorded uh, forty-point games, um, but the Nuggets—they just always played better offensively. Like I feel like they just were a step up of the Lakers every time. The only time I really felt like the Lakers were a step up of the Nuggets were in the sec was in the second half of Game One, where they came back from a huge deficit. Yeah, but at the same time. It's- but then the the Nuggets still close it out. So, 
It seemed like the Nuggets knew exactly every time they got close. They knew exactly, like, they made the right play. And it seemed like they just had something about them that, like, they weren't going to lose a game no matter what, even though you'd assume that they weren't going to keep winning. Yeah, and the Nuggets, uh, going back all the way to the series with the Suns, they have won seven games in a row. They're 9-0 and on their home court. Yeah. I think they've, they've only lost three games this entire postseason. Yeah, they've been dominant. Uh-huh. Closest series is against the Suns, and now it just seems like it's just getting easier for them the further they go in the playoffs, which is not a common thing to see. Yeah, um, they are playing the Heat in the NBA Finals, uh, which I don't want to say is going to be easier for them than maybe other teams uh, because the Heat, they did make it to the NBA Finals. They won in the Eastern Conference. They, they beat every team they played. They beat the number one seed. They beat the number two seed. But I feel like it is maybe an easier matchup. And the Heat just have had to go through, seems like a harder, like, the teams they've had to play. The Sixers, like, that was actually... The Heat the, didn't play the Sixers. No, my bad one. Celtics, you mean? Yeah, the Celtics. The Celtics and the Bucks and, like, the Knicks, it just seems like they play harder teams. And they played in longer series. So all of that, just to me, I feel like... Yeah, the Nuggets didn't play a seed. The highest seed they played was the Suns, and even though the Suns were a really good offensive team, um, their defense definitely was not on point. Uh, And so uh, the Nuggets, actually the Nuggets haven't even played a good defensive team yet in the postseason. The Heat are probably the first good defensive team that they're playing. Yeah, and they managed to barely score 100 when they did. um, if we go to the Nuggets versus Heat now, um, the Heat, they're going to win this series, not with their defense, with their offense. I think that the, the Nuggets, even against a great defensive team, they're going to get what yeah. they want. They're a good enough shooting team. Like They've been the best shooting team in this entire playoffs. They're a good enough shooting team that they're going to make their shots. They're eventually just going to get what they want. They're going to eventually figure out the defense. Um, the the Heat are going to have to do what they did against the Bucks. They're going to have to put up big numbers in games and just outscore the Nuggets, which I think is going to be very hard for them to do. Yeah, because we already talked about it like several times on the podcast about how they were like one of the wor- they were they were the worst offensive team in the NBA in the regular season. They've stepped it up in the postseason, but they're still not like world beaters because Jimmy Butler's a good defender. But besides that, I mean player offensively but they don't have like a ton of like talent offensively yeah the like they just play tough team ball and yeah they the, just won't like refuse to quit but besides that it's not like they're insane offensively mm-hmm. jimmy butler uh he only scored 13 points in game one of the nba finals bam out of bio was the one actually bam out of bio and haywood highsmith were the two guys that stepped up for the heat out of bio, he scored 26 um, on an efficient 13 of 25 shooting. And Highsmith, he was 7 of 10, and he scored 18 points. So um, I think Haywood Highsmith, he's going to get a lot more minutes moving forward. Um, another player we've seen step up in this playoffs for the Heat has been Duncan Robinson. He didn't, like, he barely played in the regular season. When I say that, yeah. I mean he was, he, was rotation. he didn't even play at all for a lot of the regular season. And he has showed up when it has mattered. Yeah. A big thing to keep an eye on later in this series is 
Tyler Hero, he'll return at some point in this series. But who minutes? Whose minutes are is he gonna take? Because all the players have played good, and maybe that could, like, mess up the momentum that they've had. Yeah. Something... Or if they're playing bad, like offensively, then obviously it could be a big boost. But it really just depends. Like, he could end up really helping or hurting them. Not every time, but a lot of time when a player comes back from injury, they need a few games to really get back into things. Yeah. Um, There's not that it's the time. finals. You can't have a few games to get back into things because once you're back in, then the, the whole season's over. Or you're on the brink of elimination. Yeah. And so uh, he's, I think he is probably going to be coming off the bench. I think he's going to get probably not as much minutes as he was before, at least for the first game or games. Yeah. Um, and then actually the, the uh, Heat... They played six bench players. Now, uh, three of those bench players had under 10 minutes, um, and two of those bench players were just playing in the final one minute of trash time. But they are playing a lot of players off their bench. Once Tyler Hero comes back, they're going to have a lot yeah, like Lowry, of options. Lowry and Duncan Robinson, Kyle Lowry Duncan Robinson will continue to get minutes. Cody Zeller is going to get a few minutes here yeah, and there. Because, because he has to be backup center. And then Highsmith should still get minutes, but it'll just depends. It just depends. They probably will get their minutes cut some with Tyler Hero. Yeah, and that. depending on Tyler Hero, uh, Max Struess, if he keeps playing like he played in game one, he could get his minutes cut too. He was 0 of 10 from the field, yeah. 0 of 9 from three-point range. Every shot he took was outside the paint, um, and he missed them all. So yeah, not a great not... sign. Yeah, and before we go too far into this, Talking about this um, finals, I'm two points ahead. We'll call them points now because we've had signed. How points. am I supposed to win? The, how am I supposed to tie? So, the series are worth one and two for the ones that we pick when we know the series. Oh, so I get this. So, I picked the Nuggets in five. Yeah, and I picked the Nuggets in six. No one picked the Nuggets in six. So if it's Nuggets in five, we tie. There was a similar situation for the NFL picks, and I actually won. So. Hopefully it goes opposite this time. Opposite and I win, yeah. No, opposite as in it, the... the uh, well, it'll be a tie. No, I don't want to tie you. If it's a tie, what should our tiebreaker be? I picked a team that... Actually, I picked a finals team right. You didn't, so I should be... No, we need to have a different tiebreaker. That actually should be better, though. Like, no, I our tiebreaker should be like... Some, like, draft pick or something. Some draft... Something in the draft... Okay, well, that has nothing to do with picks, but we could pick something to draft. Well, okay, I'll I'll pick. Anyway, the number one pick, and you can pick number two. Okay, well, no, that's stupid. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, um, for this game, early on, very early on in the game, like the first five minutes, we saw Aaron Gordon completely bully his way into the paint and score easy layups. Um, he ended up with only sixteen points. But he was seven of ten for the field from the field and nine of only nine of I mean he was seven of nine from two point range. So really looking at the heat, I'm not really sure who's gonna guard Aaron Gordon in this series going forward. Because like Bam Adebayo, he's probably would be the best fit, but he obviously is on Nikola Jokic right now. Um Jimmy Butler, he's a great defender. Um but he is on Jamal Murray. And so, 
I don't know who, who who's going to be guarding Aaron Gordon because he's just bigger than all of the other Miami Heat guards. Yeah, that's the problem, and I don't feel like there is an answer, really. I feel like maybe the only answer is move. see what Jimmy Butler can do. Yeah, move Jimmy Butler off and then put, like, Gabe Vincent or someone on. And that is a little bit of what I think they did in the in game one um, because Gabe Vincent started guarding Murray at times, but it wasn't working. Jamal Murray, he went off. He had uh, 26 points, and mo- a yeah. lot of those points were in the first quarter. Yeah, but it actually worked in a or way. Or not first quarter, sorry, first half. Later in the series, I mean, later in the game, they switched things up, and he barely scored much after he got out of the first quarter, like, it wasn't really effective at all. Yeah, but really, it's I think they're gonna have to figure out a way. I think the real question is who emerges for the Heat offensively because of the stress it's playing on their two best players, Adebayo and Jimmy Butler, with the defensive flow that they're having to carry. There has to be someone, which to me the answer should should be Caleb Martin. If see if he can continue to have as good of a series as he had, did against the Celtics, but he only had three points. So Yeah, uh, Caleb Martin and Max Struess, they combined went one for 17 from the field, and combined also they went one for 11 from the three-point line. Um, yeah, and Duncan Robinson didn't yet was one for five from three, too. Yeah, so no like one. All the only their... guy that stepped up from three was Gabe Vincent. He was five, or t- uh, five of ten. Uh, he, he had a decent game. Um, but it's just, they're, I feel like the Nuggets, they just have such a big advantage with their lineup. Like, and they just have more talent. If we're going to be completely honest here, like, the Heat were an A seed, and they're a great story, but at the same time... The Heat were down in an elimination game. Yeah, the play-in turn. In the play-in with three minutes left against the Bulls. Like, nobody would have thought, I thought they were not even going to win that game. Then they... Yeah, I I had originally picked them to not even win in the play-in, so even just getting here is a huge accomplishment. But yeah, but their lineup is completely not right if they want to be yeah. going against you, the Nuggets. And if you just compare like the talent, like like one at a time, just go down the list, and it's like huge, like discrepancy. Really, the only guy that may Jimmy Butler is the only Heat player. That can, that is just if you look at um, Jimmy Butler and uh, there is uh, the other shooting forward on the Nuggets, small Michael Porter Jr. Small forward, sorry, Michael Porter Jr. Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Butler is probably the better player there. Um, that's really the only time you see the better player. Yeah, it's in the starting lineup, and then the bench is obviously better for the Nuggets as well. It's just, it's. It seems like the only way that the uh, Heat are going to win this, which it doesn't even make sense that they will, but if they do, it's just going to be solely based on how much Jimmy Butler walks. I think, yeah, he can will his team to victory, I feel like, a lot of the times. And another thing is that the Nuggets, they're doing so much, at least in game one, they did a lot better at just attacking the rim. The Nuggets, they had 20 free throws in the game, which is, that's an average amount. But the Heat, they only had two. They had two free throws in the entire game. And some of that is on the Nuggets being good, not fouling. But also, if you only have two free throws, why do you, are you not 
what's happening? Cause we're just well, they're we, not attacking. We, at we all. know what's happening. Duncan Robinson, Max Schroes, they're shooting way too many threes, and they're not making them, so they're just wasting possessions. But also, that can be a key for the Nuggets to continue to attack because it's not like the Heat are a big team, and Bam is their biggest player, and he's going to be guarding Jokic. So if you have other players attacking the rim, it's going to be hard for yeah. them to uh, stop. Maybe something they could try to exploit. Bam out of bio, like I was saying before, he had 26 points. Um, and he is going against Nikola Jokic on the on the on the offensive end. So Nikola Jokic, he isn't the best defender. If Bam Adebayo can maybe find, uh, maybe go off in this series, like his season average is twenty points. He hasn't gotten that much in the playoffs. Jimmy Butler has started stepping up and carrying the team more. Um, but if he can go back and maybe have it just. An MVP like NBA Finals. That's how the Heat can win. That's, that's super a lot. But both these teams also underperformed a lot offensively. Like, and both had not great offensive performances, and, uh, and you'd expect them both to have better offensive performances. But it just seems like what the Nuggets do is more sustainable than. Yeah, and we've seen this type of situation before in the bubble. We saw the five seed Miami Heat go all the way to the NBA Finals, sh- shock the world, and then they lost in five against the Lakers. Yeah. So I think that's going to be a similar situation. I think the Nuggets win this one in five. I was six, but but maybe it was six, and I'm remembering it wrong. Yeah. So it's going to be Nuggets and six again. But like they just met with the better. They ended up going playing the better team. Like in the 2020, it's just like. Oh, you're right. Still it don't was, have the it best wasn't down. six. The Heat won game five by three points. It wasn't six, you're right. Yeah, but it just seems like they finally meet the better team. Just They don't have enough talent. And nobody expects them to even con- compete this year, even though if you just look at from last year, they were one shot away from going to the NBA Finals. So nobody would think you're crazy to expect that they would have had a better season this year than they ended up actually having a good season, but just a bad regular season. Yeah. Um, yeah, just we said the Heat, great just to be here. Um, I don't think they can win at all. But Jimmy but Butler isn't, he didn't even touch the Eastern Conference. The yeah, he, he was like, I'll hold the next one. Yeah, he's no. he's not focused on that, but j- just because he's not focused on that doesn't mean. If that. you're gonna say that, you can have 13 points and a and a plus minus of negative 17. I mean, he can say that because he's performed this whole series, and the series isn't over, like the whole playoffs. So. Yeah, we are. The he did, he did basically like one. say they're gonna win game seven, and then they did win game. Seven. Well, he also said they're gonna win game five and game six. I don't think he said game five. I know he, he said guaranteed game six. for six. I think yeah, he, he said something about winning. It was game no five. the game six was more of just like their media was just making it into sound like that. But he like I read what his actual full quote was and it wasn't that. But like game seven basically guaranteed a win and they won. Okay. Maybe he should just guarantee. One more one more thing to point out. Uh Kevin Love, he has sat for the last three games. He hasn't played a single minute. Uh, including Game 6, Game 7 in the Eastern Conference Finals and Game 1 in the NBA Finals. Um, he, against the Bucks, he had a big role. Against the Knicks, he had a smaller role, but he was still playing. And then against the Celtics, 
his role just diminished a little bit by, by little, and now he's just on the bench. Um, but I think it, he hasn't complained. It's great by him. We, they, the cameras have cut to his sideline shots of him just smiling and cheering for the team. Yeah. And so it's good to have veteran yeah, presence. It's good to have a veteran presence, and especially one that's not like, why am I not playing? Why am I not in? At this point of his career, though, he's probably just happy to be on a team that's contending. Like, he got away from the Cavs when they were in the bad year. I mean, he was still playing for a large part in the bad years, but then he finally was able to leave. It's interesting because Kevin Love wasn't like this. He's in the starting lineup for a lot of the regular season. Uh, and now, with Caleb Martin completely showing out, Caleb Martin has uh, entered into the starting lineup over the last few games. And I think it's just kind of like they needed to make some changes in the Eastern Conference Finals and end up working at least for the final game, so... I guess I wouldn't be too surprised to see if they may go back if some, if things continue to well, go back. Well, also Tyler Hero. Well, then, yeah. It's just going to be so interesting because the Heat are going to have literally 11 options looking, if I'm looking at maybe like 9 or 10 options to play 20 minutes in each game. Like Haywood Highsmith, Duncan Robinson, Kevin Love, Kyle Lowry, and then their starters, Butler, Martin, Adebayo, Vincent, Struess. Any of those players. Oh, and then Tyler Hero as yeah. well. So that's 10. Tyler Hero. Or I wouldn't be surprised. Each, any of those players could play 20-plus minutes. I wouldn't be surprised if Kevin Love doesn't play at all this series or plays like just guard. I just think that series. they need some offense. That's okay. the only way they're going to win the series. And that's going to come from Tyler Hero when he can get back. I don't know if. Like Kevin Love that makes his shots a lot, but that's he doesn't really create much offense. Still, yeah, you're right. It's basically solely still based on the guards and if they can get open shots for Kevin Love. And if that's not working, then it's basically pointless. Yeah, um, I guess even though it is a one seed and eight seed, it's still the NBA Finals. Um, it's gonna be exciting to see how everything uh, pans out. Um, and then it's also going to be exciting to see if the Nuggets can win it in five and I can tie up the points. Uh, hopefully that won't happen. But this is also great for the NBA, even though a lot of people assume that it was they won the Lakers and Celtics. Just these two teams, they don't. it's not like super teams. They just built them more organically in a way. And they like it's just good for the NBA, I feel like, because they've been so much like so many super teams and that's like been the way to win. But... These are examples of teams that didn't build super teams in their yeah, way. Yeah, I think kind of what, along the lines that you're saying, dynasties are going to be very, very, very hard to build now. Yeah, but there's the just so much rules. young talent coming in. Well, no, the, but also like the new CBA rules, because like the Warriors are in like huge problem with like the tax. So like their team is going to start going like their dynasty is probably over, especially with their front office. Probably all over. That it's definitely over. I do not see the Warriors even. I don't see the Warriors. But like their front office, that whatever that his name is, is like gone now or something like that. Bob Myers. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Uh. So it's we're gonna be able to we're gonna see if the Celtics. Wow. (laughs) The Celtics are not in the NBA Finals. Yeah, you're still. We're gonna see if the Heat are gonna be are able to uh, take a game two. Um, Maybe Buckets will win at least two games.
I think it's only gonna be one. Well, we're gonna be able to. We're gonna see if the Nuggets. We're gonna see if the Nuggets can pull out uh, a commanding 2-0 lead against the Heat tomorrow in Game Two, or if the Heat can tie up the series um, and make it interesting. 